With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, November 18th, and we are here answering your financial questions. We, me and Mark, we are both certified financial planners. We kind of love the idea that we get to peek into your lives and take a holistic view of what's going on and hopefully allow you to take a new step or a different step or give you permission to do the thing you really want to do. Or maybe sometimes I do crush dreams. Not often. Mark does call me the dream crusher, but it doesn't happen all that often. And I want to make sure that whatever is going on in your life, you feel like you've got a resource. And we are that resource with a question in your mind. All you need to do is get it out. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Mark does everything else. Today, we are talking to Marie. She's from the Washington, D.C. area. Hello, Marie. What can we do for you today? Hi there. Thank you for having me. Um, I remember one of your intros just said, if you have a life-changing question, give us a call. So that's what I'm doing. I love life-changing questions. They are among my favorites. So tell us what is happening. What's the big change in your life? So my husband sent me a message the other day and said, so do I stick it out in my government job until my retirement age, or do I try to pursue a contracting job and crunch some numbers for me? And so I played around on my little Excel spreadsheets. And then I was like, I need somebody else to chime in, please. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Trying to figure out whether, you know, we're in a place where we'd be okay. And then he can just, you know, enjoy the last many years of his career or does he, you know, tough it out and try to maximize that retirement? Okay. How old is he? He is 56. How old are you? I am 48. Are you working as well? I am a homemaker mostly, but I get odd jobs here and there, election office or IT here or there, but that's just play money pretty much. Okay. Fun. I love play money. Do you guys have kids? One who is uh, 24. Oh, launched. Okay. Like self-sufficient? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I mean, he, he does live here, but he pays his share. So oh, okay. he's, not, he's not freeloading. Okay, good. All right. So tell us about the the other circumstances of the savings. So for example, right now, your husband is part of the government retirement plan. Is that right? Correct. How much money has he saved in that plan? So we have the TSP, mm-hmm. which is um, over 300000 Great. 
Okay. And he's maxing that out as much as he can. Okay. How much does he earn? Um, it's about 155 a year. What about any other assets that you guys have have saved up? So um, a brokerage account, a retirement account for you, an IRA, anything else floating around? Yep. So we have a brokerage that's about a hundred, almost 150,000. Okay, great. We have each have Roth IRAs, 54 and 64,000. Um, we have some annuity Roths at another location for 27 and 28,000. So there's 55 grand in those Roths together, those annuities. And then on right. top of that, there's the 54 and the 64, 64. other Roths, Correct. right? Then, okay. Correct. And then he also has a rollover IRA for almost 40,000. Okay. That's great. So there's a chunk of money here. How about just plain old money in the bank, boring stuff? Right. And so we do have 60000 saved for an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of floating there after I did the money, we still have about 20000 that I was going to um, add into the investment account just because instead of sitting in a checking account or a savings account. Got it. In that brokerage account, you guys are managing that. You putting you are you picking your mutual funds, etc. Absolutely not. We're paying somebody else to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, is that the same person who sold you the annuity? No. Okay. And so it's is the same person who is managing all the Roth and the rollover IRAs. Okay. All right. So like managing money doesn't sound like your bag, although you do sound very adept at a spreadsheet. So that's awesome. Exactly. And so my, my numbers are on a spreadsheet, but actually trying to grow anything or put it someplace safe other than under a mattress. No, that's somebody else's job. Okay. All right. I got it. And uh, right now, if your husband were to retire as a worker for the government, what would the pension benefit be today? So my estimate that if he were to retire today, that he would get about 2700 a month. And if he sucked it up and did, you know, the grueling, soul-crushing work and did it until, what, when was he thinking about retirement? Well, and so it's with government, it's greater than 62 years of age with 30 years of service. Okay. So let's say 62. So let's say 60, whatever, at his age, 63, let's say, what would his benefit be then? What would be the the uh, pension benefit then? Do you know that number? I do. Another spreadsheet. <laughs> I love that. So that would be like about 4200 a month. Will your husband also be entitled to Social Security or not? Yes. And that was one of my things where I kind of was like, you know what, could we do it without that? Because is that actually secure? Yes, anymore? it is. You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Give me the social security at his age 67, his full retirement age. Just over 3000 a month. Okay. Now here's my ready for like other big questions. How much money do you think you need to live on? I usually estimate like five to 6000 a month. Okay. He also has some other retirement monies that could come in because he has military retirement. Oh, tell me about the military. So it, it was not active duty. So my rough estimate back of the envelope is just short of $1,400 a month. Mm -hmm. And then he would get VA disability for about 700 a month. And then oh 
there's a very small, like $500 a month from a previous job. Hold on a second. It's like an incredible amount of money coming in. Just, okay, worst case scenario. Let's just do this for a second. Let's, and I'm not saying it's worst case. Let's just say he has, he's going to get at age, right now, at age 60, he'll have 2700 a month. Then he'll have his military pension of 1400 then another 700 and then another 500 right? I got it all now? Correct. Okay. So, I mean, that's a lot of money covered until you get to your social security. I mean, it really is. Just to consider that, and, and this is why I think he's probably going to have the choice of doing whatever he wants to do. It's really, you know, kind of your, uh, you as a couple, your comfort level with this, right? Because when you think about being at this age, you know, uh, you want to be happy, right? And you want to like, not like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. But if you, do you think that, let's say he calls it quits today, right? Do you think that he'd want, he'd be able to earn as much money or do you think he'd earn a little less if he went for the contract job? In this area, contract jobs can pay way more. That's what I thought. But it's not secure. It's, you know, welcome to the new year. Is your contract going to be renewed? Got it. Do you think he has confidence in in like his area? Because I'm willing to, I think he's, you're fine. I think you're going to do this. Because even at 2,700 a month, let's say it's inconsistent and it's not exactly 150, but if he's willing to do whatever he needs to do for until age 63, even just, or maybe even he says, well, you know, if I'm doing contract work, I could even do it longer because I like it better. Maybe we'll see. You're fine. You're totally fine. Because in this case, what we have is we have, you know, over five grand a month coming in at age 63, right? And that would be pre-tax. And that's kind of where my question's coming. So that's like pre-tax. I don't know how much of it would be taxed. Whereas my, okay, five to 6,000 a month is Post tax. I understand that. But all I'm saying to you is that even if it's taxed and you only get to clear, you know, let's say, hmm, you don't have, do you have a, you own a house, right? Yes. How much is it worth? It is estimate. I just did a Zillow and it's 675,000. You want to stay in the house? Sure. <laughs> Give a no, we just Give a had some work done on it. So it's like, no, we need to stay here to maximize yeah, that. Exactly. We want to amortize the cost over many years. Do you have a mortgage outstanding? Yes. 274000 Were you guys itemizers last year? I don't believe so. Okay. All right. I still think you can do it. Let's say, again, for instance, that he makes his hundred fifty grand a year And what you do is instead of putting all the money into retirement account savings, you leave the TSP alone and you fund your Roth IRAs as, you know, to the extent that you're allowed to under the law. And then you put money in your brokerage account and you let it grow. And you uh, essentially are kind of self-funding these gap periods. And so what I mean by that is that if he's at age 63 and he's like, I am so done, I'm out of here. Let just to pretend we still have four years to get, first of all, we need more money because he is not, you're not going to end up with enough money to live on. So you're going to need a couple of grand a month out of your brokerage and savings account. All right. So that would mean that let's say that by the time he gets to his age 63, let's say your brokerage account is like 200 grand of that 200 grand, you're going to have to spend 
you know, probably 50, 60, 70 grand of that just to float your needs. And you have to be comfortable taking the money out because once you, when you get the social security, this is all like gravy, everything is fine. So you have a gap between what you need after tax. And that's one gap that you can fill with the money that's, you know, in the brokerage account. Then there will be a gap between 63 and 67. That could either be filled by you or he working and, you know, saying, you know, we'd like to bring in a little extra money, or it can be filled by you guys spending some of your money down. Either way is going to be fine. You've got enough money. You do have enough money. It's just a question right now of your comfort level because it will feel weird to you not having income when you're 63 years old. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to feel weird to you. I was going to say, does he hate the job? How does he feel about the job? It's starting to drag. And that's where my question was, is I kind of ran my numbers and I was like, you know what? I think we're okay. And you know what? Just for sanity's sake, you know, go ahead. (laughs) So, but then I also told him, I was like, you know what? Would you mind if I had somebody else kind of look over my shoulder and kind of go, yeah, okay, you're good. Yeah. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with, people hate when they, when I do this, but I think it has a lot to do with how he feels about laying the scenario out because it is doable. It's not a slam dunk. In other words, I'm I'm not saying if you had said to me like, yeah, I have a $600,000 house, but I hate it and I'm out of here and I want 200 and now you had like an extra 200 grand in cash. I think you can do this. I think if he especially is open to the idea that after being in the government and being in the military and doing all this and all these things that are wildly secure, he's got to also be okay knowing that you know, next year he might make 180 grand and the year after it might be 130 grand. And he's got to feel comfortable absorbing that. Right. And he, thankfully, unthankfully, I don't know, he totally leaves the money up to me. He just goes, here's the paycheck, figure out what to do with it. So I mean, I think you're okay. I think, I think you'll be okay. And I mean, just, just do, do remind him, just say, you know, when you're in this government job, I think what happens is that you kind of suck it up, especially in the last, like, as you're seeing, in the last four to eight years where you're like, oh, I just got to get to 63, right? There's just like a lot of pent up emotion around like having to get, steal yourself for a job that you may not love. Now, would he, if he does this, I think he should, he's going to have to be a little bit more flexible. And maybe there's going to be a moment where you see it's like your age six he's 62 and you're like, you know, what works better is if you work an extra couple of years and you don't hate it, you like it now. So let's keep doing that. So I think he's got to have, because there's not a huge base in terms of asset level, it may be that he has to work one extra year that he wouldn't have had to work in the government. Which I don't think that would be an issue. He's one of those people that has leave to burn at the end of the year. So sitting around for him is not just something that he would do. Okay. So look, I, and maybe, and maybe in the contract job, maybe it's kind of cool also because he'll be able to choose. Maybe he'll be like, I'm totally up for doing another year. And he's 63 and like be psyched about it because he's working on something fun. Or maybe he's like, this sucks. I'm done. Let me go collect my money and I'll figure out some other way to bring in a few extra bucks. I think you're okay. Do you guys have your estate documents? 
I was going over those and mostly we do. Um, I'm just not sure how often they need updated because I was looking at them and they were back when my son was like itty bitty and who's going to care for him. We don't have guardianship issues anymore. However, I would ask um, like if something happened to you guys together, would you want him to have all this money outright? That's the big question to ask as they're when they're still young, but the age of majority. And so if the answer is, "Mm, I don't know, then you do need to actually revise some documents and you can go in and just have somebody say, can you look at these documents? Our kid's a great kid, but you know, I really want my sister to be helping him with the money stuff. So he doesn't, you know, decide that he's going to build a uh, virtual universe with all of my money. You just described him right there. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. I don't know how I intuited that, but I did. Any other questions for us, Marie? Just one other real quick one. Um, You keep talking about rolling over or changing the rollover IRAs into Roth. Is that Mm. something worthwhile just to consolidate our little? Here's what I would say. I would love it if we didn't have those annuities and those annuities were rolled into your regular Roth IRAs. It may not be possible. I don't know. Okay. In like the ideal world, his thrift savings plan when he retired could be rolled over into an IRA rollover and we would slowly convert it to a Roth. However, I want your cash. I cannot afford for you to convert anything. You can consolidate things like account to like account, but what I do not want there to be is any use of that brokerage account until you guys need to use it for those gap funding years. Sounds fabulous. That's the exact question I, or exact type of answer I needed. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think another happy, see Mark, I'm not a dream crusher. I made the dream come true. Anyway, if you like Marie and her husband are contemplating a big change, if you're thinking about how do you make your next endeavor doable, because this is really, I mean, essentially this is my whole book, which is you're contemplating these changes. How do we use your money to help you get where you want to go? That is like the generalized thesis of the Great Money Reset. It is also kind of the thesis of the show, which is when you have a money issue, we want to help you out. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Do pre-order the book. You can do so at a million different places. You just click on the website. And it is Friday, so I want to remind you that our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Lift someone up today. Thank you for listening. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.